I like getting gifts for people I care about. I if I find someone attractive, I want to touch them. A ton. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. To me, it's like. Oh, now we're Record. now we're now we're. Recording. Did a, did a lady tell you that we were recording? <laughs> like recording in progress. That's what they had. They got the they got the the nice silky smooth voice. Wait, wait. Did you actually did you did you actually hear a, a woman say say that just now? I thought I heard something. I, I that's what they oh. do on, on Zoom, right? I I don't know. I don't record on Zoom. I've never done. They're like that. they're like she's like recording in progress. It sounds like you know what I'm saying, like an elevator voice. Is that, is, that something, is that something that, you know, that works for you? Is that, does that turn you on when you hear it? You know, no, no. I, I just noticed it. Like when it happens, I noticed it. Oh, okay. No worries. You know, I mean, hey, if you like that, you like that. You know, to each it's their not own. That I'm, it's not that I'm, it's, it's not like whatever, you know, gets me. I, it's it's just kind of like, I know, I heard some voice. So you it's heard me. some voices. And so you're hearing voices. Maybe, maybe. I've been hearing weird stuff right before I go to sleep too. In my house, like I'll go to sleep now at 3 a.m. And I don't know if it's the the lack of sleep or just the fact that it's 3 a.m. But I have I'm it's not even like a, for a bit or a joke. It is legitimately that I have been hearing weird voices. Is, is this a cry for help? No, it's not a cry for help, Josh. Stop making everything into a bit. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you the weird stuff. I got pimples all over my forehead, dude. I'm trying to hide them. Look at that. Look at that. Goister, right there. You went right from you went there. from trying you went from trying to hide them to now exposing yourself and the pimples, which I respect. Because I'm right. Yeah, you know, and in this world of fake and plastic, it is good to be real. It is good to have a podcast with somebody who's real. You know, it's gonna I mean? be a classic. Josh Moni's gonna be like, all right. So speaking of fake and plastic, let's talk love languages. Just like the worst. <laughs> Which is the worst pivot of all time. I wasn't I wasn't gonna do that, but since you did it for me, let's just go off of your bad pivot. Well, hold on. We have to no, this is the new show, dude. We gotta intro it. Oh, oh the new, come on, bro. The new show. The new show. Do you, do you wanna the, run? The what's the, what's the, let my turn. <laughs> my turn to speak. My turn to speak. So so the new show. <laughs> my turn to speak. Do you wanna do you wanna run do you wanna run point guard on this one, boss? Now nah, you're used to this, bro. I'll let you do it. And then I'll, I'll figure no, out. No, no, I, I honestly, I'm tired of doing the whole shit. So you just go. All right. You want me to do it? Spin, just, yeah. just kind of wing it. Okay. Um, Everyone, welcome to the brand new podcast featuring myself, Joshua Decoto, right? Not Decotio, Decoto. And, uh, and my fellow brother, Jacob Cooperman. You know what I mean? We got a nice little. A nice little thing going. Nice little thing going on. You know, I I, I liked his his Jacob Cooperman podcast, um, but I'm trying to get myself going into the editing world and just kind of looking for things to do to keep myself busy, practice my skill set. So I figured I didn't want to co-host something that had Jacob's name to it. So I decided let's make something together. I yeah, just to, real quick. Yeah, drift to the yeah because you always uh, not uh, you know what it, you, you, you know what it is you know what it is it's because my camera is on top of my monitor like if i if i reach up like this is where my this is where it is like it's yeah. right here 
So a lot of like whatever camera you're looking at, I, I'm guessing it's more level with your face. So it's mine is up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's Dude, you have no idea the posture I have to keep to stay level with this. No, camera. yeah, I, no. I, I, you know what's funny is like right as you were saying that, I'm feeling it in my lower back right now. I'm sitting <laughs> like, like with, per with perfect correct posture. And this podcast, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice actually. I'm starting to – it's starting to hurt in my lower back actually. <laughs> So this is there. This is this is the cry for help. This is it right here. Yeah, my lower back <laughs> pains. Anyways, go ahead. Keep rolling the show. Long story short, man. Welcome to the first official episode of the Jake and Josh podcast. Um, I'm your host, Joshua Dakota. This is your second host or co-host, uh, Jake and Cooperman. Um, thank you, thank you for coming here. Second you know? host. Have a great day. All right, signing off. So yeah, that's the that's the show after four minutes. <laughs> That's the show, bro. <laughs> Just get out of here, bro. Nice show. Yeah, no. So, so this is this is gonna be completely edited, produced by Josh. I'm not gonna do any work for this one. It's gonna be great. It's a combination of JCS Productions and JTP or J no J, J Joshua JPT JBD Joshua Josh the JBT JTB JTB Media, right? JTB Media, yes. Josh, I don't know why I had a stroke just now. I think I got it right the first time, and I still <laughs> no, you thought did. I was you wrong. said you said you said P, and then you hit like a B, and then you went back to the. P. It was like a whole a whole thing. It was a whole spiel, a whole thing. Was, so this is a, a, this is a. Go ahead. No, it's just the whole thing, bro. It was just the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's just the whole thing. We, you know, oh. we're gonna have we're gonna have to discuss um, editing wise going forward. I definitely want to be more involved with the editing process. I don't know if I'll be able to do all of it, but if you would rather me do all of it, then we can talk about that. You know, we could. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll see how who parses it up. Maybe you do the full episodes. Maybe I do the clips. It's it's tough to say at this point because we're only five minutes into the new show and we don't know how it's going. Yeah, we're just kind of winging it. You know, just something. No. New. Just something. Josh, new. Josh hit me up and he was like, "Listen, I really want to talk love languages on the show today." He said, "I've got, I've got a steaming hot take." That's gonna get everyone mad across the board, unanimously panned. That's not what I said. However, I just knew it was something that you might have a different opinion on me for. So I figured it'd be good to for talk sure. about. For and, sure, you know, I'm not even. I'm not even convinced they exist. I don't think they exist at all. You don't. You are convinced that love languages don't exist. Now, <laughs> why are you convinced that love languages don't exist? Because first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, what are love languages? You know, if you, I if really you can't even, I couldn't even quantify it to be honest. All right. All right. So let's, let's, before we even get into it, right. Let's, let's well, it's, look. It's, it's how different people show love. Right. I mean, that's basically what the, the whole thing, the whole part of it it's, is. It's, it's how different people show love and then reciprocate love. Like, you know, how, like how you might take love and then how you might give love back. You know what I mean? It's, it's like both of those together. Well, I, okay. So then. I don't, it's not that I, I don't think they exist, but I think it really just is a label that it doesn't have to exist. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. it. It's a label to me that you just put on something to say, this is how I show love to someone. It's like, you could just easily say, I show love by, I'm a very physical person or I like giving gifts. You don't have to say, it's not like a love language, right? To say, oh, I like giving gifts or oh, I, my love language is physical touch. My love language is gift giving. You could just say, I like getting gifts for people I care about. I if I find someone attractive, I want to touch them a ton. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, to me it's like it's kind of almost a pointless. It's like it's it's definitely one of the newer, I don't want to say slang, because then that makes me sound like a 60-year-old, but 
it is something that we as a generation have come up with because we're we're big on labels now. If it's even if we we're against them or we're yeah. for them, yeah, it's like everything is kind of defined, which is funny because you'd think that a lot of these movements that are against labels uh, would be for the kind of the the dissolve or no how do you what's the word for uh the dissolution is the um, disillusion disillusion the disillusion or it's not an illusion but they would be for the kind of the breaking up of labels but it's funny in a roundabout way they kind of almost find themselves entrapped in certain labels so you know it's like we don't we don't want to be generalized but we're going to put labels on things and that's mm-hmm. everything I mean, that's basically, you know, you got the people arguing on the other side of it saying that, oh, hey, yeah, we need labels. This at the third, you know. Um, so everyone, I think it's largely just a symptom of society kind of being governed by feeling a need to put names on things to make a little bit more order or balance or feel a little bit more comfortable. And I, uh, I now serve over to you, sir. Okay. <laughs> on our, on okay. our debate type panel, like we're, so, I swear so, to God, every single day we turn more and more into fuck, like Abba and Preach. <laughs> I like Abba like, and Preach, bro. But you know, they they be diving into heavy topics, man. Heavy topics, I just be like, all right, like I'm gonna let y'all handle that. But no, nah, it's I if if I end up being more like Abba and Preach, that's cool. I, I mess with those guys; they're pretty cool people. Yeah, they're awesome. Like, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're turning into them, but it's like that. That's what I've noticed. Our podcast, the form our podcast is taken, is kind of a mixture of deep topics and then talking about things in a funny way. That's fair. And I can't, I think that that's, that's why I said when we first started doing this, as long as we keep it natural, we'll be fine. Cause I just like the natural conversation. I feel like I'm chatting it up with you. Like I would, if I was at your house, if you was at mine, yeah, you know, if we just absolutely. went out to go talk. So like, that's why I like it like this, you know, it doesn't feel staged, you know, like we're putting on a show. Um, but anyways, to go back to the love language thing, labels, you know, sometimes people apply labels where they don't need to be labels, which I agree with. But also sometimes labels are needed, you know, in, in certain cases. Um, in terms of love languages, um, when we first had this conversation about it, I didn't have a take per se. I kind of just heard what you were coming from. And I was like, OK, maybe that's an interesting take. If I hear more about love languages or if I see more, I'll see if my if my opinion changes from what you said. Right. Mm. So. I. I witnessed, right? You know, not to get into it. I witnessed a a um, a relationship that's close to close to the family. You know, I re- I witnessed a relationship close to the family, um, and how they, you know, they were like arguing was kind of not arguing, or just heavily heavily discussions, he- heavily heavily uh, heated discussions, if if you will. You know, um, they were increasing on certain things, and one one person felt that they weren't being heard and the other person felt right um short they realized that they weren't respecting each other's you know ways of showing love and 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 appreciation right they realized that like in their relationship they were how they or how one person was taking or or showing love is not how the other person was like like felt like they were receiving or taking love. They didn't understand it on that level, you know, because that's not language and it would take some growth to get there, but it's just a different, it was just a different take. If you will, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if, if, if you were, if you and I were to get into a relationship with, 
with uh, with somebody, right? Other. Sep- no, just separately. If we were to, se- if we, we were to date, Josh. If we separately dated people, right? And then you don't want to be exclusive. I said, cool. You gonna let me? You gonna let me finish? My I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. <laughs> if I came to you, if I came to you, and I was like, yo, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you know me, right? I'm a very no, I don't want to say sappy, but I can get, I'm, you know, pretty romantic guy. I can get like that, right? I show love very easily. You know, I give, do the gift giving, you know, might not, might not be a huge fan of the peck names, but I'll do that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the person I, stink. (laughs) Anyways, just to keep it short, right? If you would have, if you would have date somebody. Right. And you know that your type of showing love is, you know, you like that person to be around. And if you like that person to be close to you, if, you know, you think of you're thinking of them and you think they'll appreciate something, you get them a little gift, whatnot. That's you. Right. That's how you show love. That's how you show appreciation. And that person is the complete opposite of you. They don't need you to be there for the cuddles. They're fine. As a matter of fact, you come for the cuddles. You're like, they're like, Ugh. you know, you get them a gift. They're kind of you know, not reciprocating in that way, you know, but then they show love to you in different ways, you know, like maybe they bring you some food when you're hungry or something like that. You know, maybe they set reminders for you, wake you up in the morning so you um, can make it to different areas where you need to get to like work or to get on podcasts with me. And that's how they show love. And it's just a different way of, it's a different way of showing love and appreciation to the person that you're with. You know what I mean? So that's why I think to say that love languages don't exist, I feel like that's an unfair take because I feel like they do exist. Maybe like for somebody to heavily say that this is like the, they only have one form of love language, that's, I don't believe in that. But I will say that like everybody has different forms. And if you're going to be with somebody long term, you need to understand their forms of love language, how they will take, how they're going to take and, and um, appreciate the things that you do and you might have to change how you do things so that they understand how much you care for them if that makes also sense. off the bat I'm, i'll just say this uh off the bat i also said you know what i think that saying they don't exist is unfair because quantifiably now they do exist even though it's a construct people have made it so that love languages as a concept have come to fruition i just don't think they should exist i think i want to change my take to that and i'll tell you why like what you just described there, it can be useful. It can be helpful for kind of like navigating relationships, whatever, and making things a little bit more streamlined and easy because then you start to generalize a little bit and you could say, okay, this person likes this thing. I can assign this to them and and have that reliably be the case 99.9% of the time. That's why we label things. That's why, you know, if you're going to label this computer, you know it's going to be a computer. If you show this to a caveman, you pointed at the name and you said computer. He wouldn't have to know anything about how a computer works to know that it was a computer because he has the name there. Um, So that's basically what labels will do is they help identify things. I think, though, that when you have something like a relationship and like love or that's what they're called anyways, love languages or something that's interpersonal, even if it's not totally monogamous, if it's polyamorous, whatever it is, I just don't think there is a lot i think the the merit gets outweighed by the potential dangers because as we talked about on past shows when you generalize with anything i think you always have to be careful 
that you're not because you could say someone could be into physical touch and like gift giving, but you know, gift giving kind of only some of the time, right? So there's always going to be much more of a spectrum to relationship. And I think trying to put labels on something as complex as a relationship, and it's the same thing we talked about at the beginning of the show. Something as complex as a human being, putting a label on them is never, ever, ever a good idea either because you just don't know. It's too, there's too many complexities. Life is too complex, I think, to have uh, labels. You know, now there's certain labels that can for sure conform to all of societies, like men, women, uh, transgender, you know, like all these different type of, uh, types of things that can assist you but you see when people go too overboard with these labels that's when uh, conflict happens that's when uh, you know all of these different things happen that are wholly negative right so for instance in a relationship if you're sitting there and you're saying oh my girlfriend's into physical touch she's her love language is physical touch right and you all of a sudden get you, you try to reciprocate, but you get too overly touchy, right? She might have a threshold to say, oh, I don't want to be touched like that. You know, I don't want to be touched to that extent or vice versa. So I just think that labeling things like this that are as complex as relationships, I think we just need to be careful. Okay. I think I have a better understanding. You're, you're speaking more from a general point of view as opposed to just, you know, the actual, you know, I, thing. See, what I think, and I don't mean to cut you off, what I think is that you should be well-versed, not in love languages, but in the language of love. So, like, understanding how different people show love. Because there's never going to be, I've had friends, we both know this guy, and I'm not going to say who his name is on the air, or what his name is on the air, but he's very much so a guy to be like, hey, instead of saying, hey, man, love you, miss you, we haven't talked in a while, he'd be like, hey, dude, we got to catch a game soon. We got to do this soon. We got to do that soon. You know, we got to go out and get drinks soon. That's the way that he does. He shows it. Right. But if someone tries to just uh, uh, assign him something where it's like his love language, I'm going to create a new love language real quick. His love language is actually no quality time. There you go. You assign his love language to quality time. You're going to miss out on all the other factors of his personality. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I, I said that's why I that's why I said, like, to say that there's only one, like, one person can have one specific love language doesn't make sense. Because we're all, like you said, complex beings. We all have different ways of how we show love. You know, we might just do things. Like, for example, my, my, if I would if I would go with the label and say more of my language, which is quality time, and more of your love language is gift giving, but then you still have quality time on there, and I still have gift giving on there, you know, to say that I like we don't like other languages doesn't make sense. It's just about paying attention to like to more of the individual, which again goes back to your point of what you said, being a student of of love and of the person, as opposed to just being a student of the love language, which I agree with. Yeah, you know? like if you if you're much more well versed in how to correctly identify or let's just say learn other people how they love or how they show gratitude, or how they show acceptance, right? Because some people, uh, there's hard love, or not hard love, <coughs> there's uh, tough love, there's, you know, everyone shows love differently. But I do believe, and this is when I, I really started to understand, and this actually cleared up a lot of my mental health struggles, when I understood 
that some people are just going to show love in, in unique ways that don't always seem like love. So then what label do you put on that? I almost, I'd argue that probably love languages uh, could be obsolete. I just, I don't think there's a, a real strong need for something like that. You know, like why, why fast track something that you could also, this is another, this is another topic that I want, not topic, but this is another aspect of the argument that I wanted to bring up is why fast track, right? Because when I'll, I'll match with people on Hinge sometimes and they say, my love language is this, my love language is that. I'll oh, see you, man. Appreciate you. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks for all your hard work. This guy's doing the bathroom. Um, what was I, I saying? Just appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate him. It's not even my He's, bathroom, but appreciate him. The goats. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about another aspect of it. Um, going into like another subtopic of love language. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I almost feel like love language, like I'll match with someone on Hinge and they'll say, my love language is this, my love language is that. I feel like that also kind of robs people of the process of finding out, of exploring how someone, because that in itself is a lost art, as I've said already. So I just, I really don't think we need this label of a love language. I, I It's not like, I don't hate it being a thing, but I just don't see any real reason for it. Okay. When you and I first had this conversation, how I interpreted what you were saying, it, I thought that you were kind of coming from an angle where you just didn't, like, as if to say, right, that everybody just kind of loves the same way. And, you know, if you know how to, if you know how to just be a loving person, that you'll, you'll be fine. And, you know, it's not really about like paying attention to what one person likes more or what another like that's kind of how i interpreted it when we first had the conversation which is why i wanted to bring it up today but i see yeah. now that it, that's not that's not the angle you were coming from you're coming from an angle of you don't really see the pure, the purpose of the label and i can't find a reason to disagree with that i feel like the label is you know as you said helps kind of generalize and helps to pinpoint but it can also yeah um, too much becomes something that's too too generalized and you know doesn't exactly get all the, the nitty gritties of some of somebody and even right, like, like as you said sorry sorry yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> basically no you go <laughs> I'm just I'm just stating that like I agree with you you know and I had the wrong take thinking that you were saying that you didn't um you didn't yeah believe well no I, I did say that I did say that I didn't believe in them um which to be fair to you I I figured I kind of gave it a little bit more thought before we recorded today. And so, you know, in, in perfect transparency and fairness to you, I, that was, I guess, for lack of a better word, my take, but I just thought about it a little bit more clearly. It's not that they I don't believe they exist because that would be impossible, right? It's a societal construct at this point, at this point, excuse me, just the same as genders are just the same as, you know, anything else that we've put a label on as a society, uh, they all exist. So this exists. It can't not exist, but I just, yeah, I, I don't I don't see now there are labels right in society that help us out uh, that are well, slowly also being designed. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, not even like just before we leave this point. Aside from the label, like forget the forget the label. Do you believe that everybody loves differently? Yeah, obviously. So if you believe that everybody loves differently, and if you get into if you have a relationship with anybody who loves differently than you do, 
where you understand that you need to, you know, in order to maybe show them how you see them or show love that to them, how you want them to get it, you might have to adjust to how they are used to taking love. You know, do you agree with that? Yes, but I think instead of putting a label on it immediately and fast tracking that process and risking over oversimplifying how someone loves, we should, again, become much more literate in adjusting to other people's love. Because I, the way that love has been described to me, and this is a guy that's never fallen in love. I've had friends who've fallen in love briefly. So I probably don't, I'll probably have a different take on this if you ask me in three, four years what I was going to say. But it seems like love, there's always sacrifice. So like you said, Josh, you always have to kind of adjust if someone's less of a physical touch person and you're a physical touch mm. person, right? Or this, yeah. that, the third. There's always going to be infinite variables. So instead of labeling and saying, oh, this person doesn't like to be touched, their love language isn't physical touch, you know, figure out a way if you're a physical touch person to make it work. Find a, a middle ground, right? Adjust to their love. Have them adjust to your love. I think that's what we should be doing. Not I agree saying, with you. I agree with not, you. Not saying like, oh, yeah, okay, so we could just label that this person's a physical touch person. I'm not. And we could just stop it at there. That's what I'm saying. It's like labels almost put a hard stop on spectrums of, of complexity. And I'm saying take those up, keep the complexity going. And that what might that might almost help make some relationships happier. Because simplicity, I think, in relationships can sometimes breed contentment or or con contempt, contempt, not contentment, uh, contempt and and all these other things. Um, and I think exploring someone, right, figuring them out is one of the cornerstones of what makes a magical relationship. And I'm just worried that sometimes we're quick to kind of quantify what other people are instead of just taking the time to figure it out and adapting to that other person. I agree with that. I just wanted to, like, like I said, I wanted to see if we agreed on, aside from the labels, yeah. just the whole, just the, like the emotional standpoint and connecting. And we do. It's just, oh, yeah, the for sure. So, so the, and that was, that was the whole reason I wanted to discuss things today. Cause I was, I was kind of talking against that, you know, cause I thought you had a different take than, than that, but you don't, you thought, you thought that I, I, you thought I thought that uh, people didn't love differently. That, that people didn't love differently and like, you know, it was kind of more like more generic and it was just like, you know, if oh, I, no, if, no. quite the opposite. Okay. It was it, your, your stance is more against the, the label of, you know, and just kind of simplifying people. Yeah. You know? No, that, that, I mean, that's literally, to me, that's what happens when you put a label on how someone interacts with someone else. Right. That's right. like saying that because I'm Jewish and you dropped a quarter on the ground, I'd pick it up. That's okay. I mean, I gotta stop with the equivalencies on this show. I'm, I'm just like, saying, I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm laughing because I've heard people say that to you in person. <laughs> I know, I know, dude. That's why I say it. But and and it's like they're joking, obviously, so I don't get offended. But like some, let's just say a bigoted person might say that person is Jewish, therefore his love language is money, right? Mm -hmm. Or right. or he really loves money. That's another. You know, that puts a hard cap in that person's mind on what I can be. Because anyone will t that knows me will tell you, like, I'm terrible with money. Josh, you know that. 
I'm God awful with holding on to money. I can't hold on to money to save my life. Right. Um, and I'm pretty bad at kind of budgeting with things. Like I just actually set up a Roth IRA today. So I'm going to start investing stuff into there. I'm trying to be better with money, but Hey, if you were to say a generalization about Jewish people is that they're good with money, I'm an acceptance to the rule. And I think in life, we should look at the exceptions, right? In law, like I've seen, I've watched a bunch of different debates on abortion laws. And one of the biggest things, and we're not going to get too political with this, but one of the biggest things I notice is that people never argue the main idea of what people disagree about with abortion is that you're murdering a child, right? That's like the main cornerstone of whatever, like kind of fractured everyone off. But what everyone always argues now is that, hey, what if there's, a, you know, what if the woman is forced to bring the child to pregnancy? What if there's a financial situation where she can't bring the child into pregnancy? This at the third, right? That to me is what makes life complex, right? Is the variations, obviously. So I think we should just always focus on those instead of saying, because could you imagine, dude, if the law states and law is undeniably complex, unbelievably complex. Could you imagine if the law just said, all right, uh, one way or the other, there's no wiggle room. Like we'd be significantly limited as a society, I feel. Yeah. Things would not be moving well. Yeah. So that's my, that's my whole, I feel like I've been dropping bars on this podcast. I, I feel like probably, I feel way smarter than I probably am. I mean, I, listen, bro, if we're talking about topics and you're used to talking about topics, it makes sense. You know, like I said, this is your craft, you know? Yeah, I, I don't, that. I'm definitely more of like a, a sports guy, though. I don't know. But, but you know what? I'm sure there's someone com- like way smarter than me that knows way more of what they're talking about. That would absolutely abolish me if I ever or demolish. I said abolish me. <laughs> abolish is crazy, bro. Banished. Like Banished to the shitter room. Abolish, I'm just like, damn. Abolish is crazy. Hey, I don't I mean, know why I like, said abolish. Like, like I've always said, bro. Like I've always said, you got to start somewhere. You started. You got into this this whole podcast biz, and um, you're used to doing this. You're used to the debates. You're used to talking about things, and you've opened your mind up to a lot more possibilities. If I, if we went in on, if we tried to do this podcast and we were both freshmen in college, this podcast would not do very well. You know. This podcast would not would not do very well. What, what's your take, Coop? Yeah, I think it's like this. That'd probably be how it went. I it's also I was thinking about it the other day. I my so many of my viewpoints have changed, and I I the reason they've changed is because I've gotten significantly less angry at the world, and it's very interesting. Like the more calm I got with the way things are, the more my mind opened up to new possibilities. But always the angrier the angrier I was, the less possibilities that or the less variability that i was able to afford the world around me isn't it crazy how that works yeah and that's why i always like when people say when people lean on the side of generalizations or concrete rules laws you know uh one thing can only be one way that's when i always say okay that person is not allowing themselves for one reason or another. And I feel like it, it does most of the time come down to anger or fear of change. That person is not allowing themselves the freedom of challenging themselves or their viewpoints. Because sometimes I'll just have conversations with myself where I, it makes me angry that I'm arguing with myself. Like if I, one time, for instance, 
I'll tell this story on the podcast. I was working at my old uh, podcast production studio. I'm not going to name them just because I, I don't want to cause drama, even though they were not the best in the way they treated me. And I got one of my uh, designs stolen. So I made a, a thumbnail for one of the shows I worked for, and it got yanked. Mm. And I was super duper pissed off, super angry. And I realized, though, after about 10 to 15 minutes of looking at the, at the, the Photoshop file, that the guy that stole it from me had stolen the base design that I had made, like stolen all of it and then improved upon it. And I realized to myself, I said, I could be angry, but realistically, I can't be that angry because he took it, he improved upon it. But I, the point is, and I, this is kind of off topic, but I, I really wanted to be angry. I wanted to be just, just angry, not to think about the more finite details but that would have been again less uh, less complexity, more generalization, right? It's like this guy's an the generalization would have been this guy's an asshole because he stole my design, right? But the more complex, unfortunately, story is that that guy's a fucking asshole that stole my design, but he's good at what he does, and so he made it better. And so I was like, fuck, <laughs> I got my design stolen. And someone like it was I, I if I was playing basketball, I just got dunked on. You know what I'm saying? I got crossed up and he made it yeah. better and he put it out as his own and nobody batted an eyelash. So I had to look at myself then and say, OK. First off, I had to get my lick back. So I, I stole the design back and then I made it better. But then I also said, like, what can I do to improve? What can I do so that, you know, I, I, I feel like this in the future, it doesn't bother me as much because then I realized I was like, this is going to happen in the industry. I'm going on long spiels this podcast. Are you, are you done with your spiel? Are you, are you... Yeah, I know. I, I, it's like no, 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 not, not even, not even, not even be diggy. I just, I don't want to cut you off. Are you, are you good? No, you're good, dude. Okay. Word. Um, first of all, kudos to you for coming to that realization, you know, even while you were in the fact, right? Oh, it's tough, dude. I feel like, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people that I'm close with, you know, a lot of people are quick to jump to very angry responses or just, you know, it's always, I got to get my lick back. And it's, it's, it's always that, right. It's always the, yo, I can't believe I, I can never let somebody disrespect me like that. It's always that, you know, and I try to push the narrative of, listen, man, like why, why, why care as much? You know, like I get it. I'd be frustrated too, you know, and I'd be angry too. But like how you were able to look at it and be like, you know what? Like he did improve upon it. He did make it better. And you were able to quell that for within yourself. And now you're not sitting down on some vengeance thing and you're trying to get back and get back. But now you're trying to make yourself better and more profitable based on what you learned from that experience, you know? A lot of other people would have just gotten mad and then would have got stuck on the whole vengeance thing and trying to get them back and just keep keep trying to get a get back, you know? And it's like, bro, why? You know, when you could have learned and just gone up ahead, you know? Because if he's stealing from you, that means that you must have had something that was worth stealing. You right, know? yeah, that's the other thing. I kind of like tipped my cap to myself being like, well, I have something that's worth stealing. He actually did also hit me up for the design and you know i just kind of forgot to give it to him um then he just kind of took it and did his own thing so, which is which is which is doesn't this doesn't make it okay but still see if you didn't remember that right 
say you didn't remember that and you went on some whole vengeance thing, you know, and then he threw that back in your face like, yo, bro, I asked. And, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Again, it's, yeah. It, still, it still wouldn't have made it right. But I'm just stating, like, all these different factors was going into that. And if you got lost in the anger and let that blind you, it would have been crazy. So that's why I'm saying to, I, I've said this to a lot of my friends, you know, when you, when you get lost on this whole anger trade and, you know, it's always, I got to get my get back or I got to show them, you know, you don't mess with me. Like, why, bro? That just makes you look less than, you know, you're kind of proving why you were worth taking from, you know, or why you weren't worth taking from. Well, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, at least that's how I see it, you know? That's how I see it. I try not I, to. I just. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I I try, you know, because I'm I'm capable of getting caught up and angry too. I try hard to not um, allow these things to get to me as much, you know, because when I allow them to get to me, then it's all I think about, and then it takes over what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish for myself. And now the only thing I'm thinking about is the get back, or how could this person do this to me? Instead of how can I be better so it doesn't happen again, you know. Yeah, well, and that's, see, if you take a real good look at a situation and you take out emotion out of the equation, you take out all these different things, you could really learn and grow as a person, I feel like. Yes. Like, yeah. I was like, how do I let that not happen again in the future? You know, how do I become a little bit more uh, assertive to where I can call this? And I ended up like sending the guy an email and I said, hey, I know you did that. Why? Like, why? You know? Um and he was like, oh, yeah, my bad, bro. You you could start posting again, you know. So it was kind of just like, uh, yeah, I, I just learned so much more than if I would have had an emotional, visceral reaction about myself I, and just about how to handle things. Mm -hmm. I, I learned, it's actually a recently acquired skill, but I learned how to, because, you know, we're all human. We're going to feel, we're going to get emotional, right? But how much do we let that, control us right my father always one of the one of the rules he's always shared with me is um we don't live life by emotion right mm -hmm. so what i've learned to do is if something has got me really emotional right depending on how emotional it is but something's got me really emotional um i'll feel the emotion right but then at some point i'll sit myself down and say all right Let's separate, right? We'll take the emotion in this hand and we'll take what needs to be done on this hand, right? Push it to the side. What do I need to be doing right now? What can I focus on? What is the game plan? How do I move forward? You know? And then when I figure out how I'm moving forward, I start moving forward. The emotions might come back and I'm going to be feeling it, but now I know what I'm doing. I'm moving forward, right? I'm doing the steps that needs to be done to move forward. If all you're doing is just stuck in the emotional, you're not having that mindset of moving forward. It's just all emotional. You know, and then to the people who will say that, because I've had people say to me like, hey, man, you know, what about you like, like, what about if your angle fuels you to to do better? Right. That's sure. That works for some people. Right. Not in the but long term, though. Exactly. What are you going to do in the long term when there's nobody else to prove wrong? You know, if you didn't learn how to do something for yourself and how to put in the work for yourself and it's all about proving people wrong. You're not doing anything for you. You're not proving that you can do it for you. It's always for other people. You get what I mean? Yes. No, absolutely. And I think any type of, because for instance, I used to do a lot of work based off of how emotionally insecure I was. And I thought that I would, it's the same thing with anger. It's the same thing with anything. It's 
any type of external validation you do something for is never going to be a long term. It's never going to yield long term results. It's why you see all of these TikTok stars that blow up instantaneously, right? Most of their play goes away after a while because, you know, it's they they don't do it. They, they're looking for fame, right? They're looking for and I just use them as an example. Some of the TikTok stars have stayed around a while for sure. But I'm saying that if you if your primary motivation, primary, let me just say that again. If your primary motivation for, for doing something is saying this is going to get me results from other people, this is going to get me a feeling that's going to come from outside of me, you're not going to have long term success. And it's thank God I switched to doing it because I, I like it and I enjoy it. You know, you kind of like lose sight of that after a while. You know, I, I thank God I found that again because. Yeah, it, it's always so much more long term in terms of satisfaction, in terms of results, in terms of being able to stick with it. And I also feel like, you know, you start to realize I'm trying to remember the point I wanted to make because I remember you saying something along those lines is, oh, yes, you have so much more when you don't react emotionally or viscerally and you take time to parse through whether or not you should actually be slighted or feel slighted or feel a certain type of way if you your gut feeling you could train that you know like for instance i had someone uh accuse me of stealing equipment my emotional visceral reaction was to say oh my god that's why would they accuse me of that right mm -hmm. why would this person do that that's so messed up and then i heard other people were saying that as well and i was like oh wow that's insane that's like i and i, I you know i remember vividly sitting in a chair five minutes just not saying anything taking it all in you know and the more i thought about it the more i realized it's like okay did i give this guy a reason to think that i stole the equipment right i started to think it's like okay he asked for the equipment back granted he kept it at my house he asked for the equipment back i forgot to bring it back to him then i used it in the video i said okay yeah that looks suspicious did i bring it to him the next day or somewhere down the line. Yeah, absolutely. So I still got it back to him. And honestly, my intention was never to steal it. But did I give the optic that I was trying to, or maybe attempting it? You could make an argument. I don't know how strong of an argument, but you could make an argument. Make an argument, you know? And that's why. And then, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, sorry. But I, no, you know I what? Saying, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this one last, this one thing. All I yeah. was going to say is that's why it's important, you know, when you are angry to kind of take yourself out of your own shoes and put yourself in people's shoes. Like people have been saying that for years, but it, it's true. You know, you literally need to kind of take yourself out of the situation and kind of look around at different points of views and see, okay, how does this look from different angles? But go ahead. Yeah. And, and to be fair, yeah, that's, that's what I did. Right. And then I found that the real reason I was upset and this is a legitimate reason is that, that person did not give me the benefit of the doubt because that person knows me to be an honest person, a loyal person, and someone, I mean, I, at least I'd assume, right? That's right. how I try to be with my friends. That's how I try to be with you. You know, I try to be a, a loyal and upstanding person. So to not get the benefit of the doubt as a friend and for that person to go all the way to me stealing their equipment was something, that, that's what I realized I was really upset about. And that's a legitimate gripe. Right? right? That's a legitimate. So then I got to the real center of what I could have been. And I was emotionally upset about. Right. And it was a healthy, emotionally upset. 
it was an upset emotionally where I knew that I wasn't overreacting. I had trust in my own feelings. It felt good to be validated, not by asking someone about the situation and saying like, hey, do you think I was right here? But really thinking about it and saying, okay, yeah, I know that I have a right and a reason to be upset. You know, even though, did I mess up and did I forget to bring it to that person? Absolutely. Does it look bad? Absolutely. But you know, I know that that wasn't my intention. And I think that person knows that I'm not that type of person. And that's where the real issue is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Agree with everything you said, man. And it's interesting to me how, I mean, this could be a whole nother topic, but as I've gotten older, like it's, it's, I realized or recognized how hard it is for people to be, or just how unnatural or it's just unnatural to find as many people to be emotionally mature as you would think, right? Like what you did and what you learned to do, first of all, very kudos to you for doing that. Very proud of you. But a lot of people our age and older still haven't figured out how to do that. You know, they still haven't figured out how to do that. Like you, you say to somebody like, yo, bro, look at it from another person's point of view, you know, stop, don't be selfish, you know, look outside of yourself and see how other things are portrayed. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, you asking to do too much, you know, and they'd rather be stuck in that mindset of now they, they did something to me. So I got to get it back. And it's like, you know, but how do you not see how what you did caused that or how things that you weren't paying attention to can bring about that, that thing that you didn't like, you know, how do you not see that? And people don't, they don't get that, or at least a lot of the people that I was around. However, I did just get out of college, so that does make sense, you know. But it's it's still it's still interesting to to see that, you know, and the fact that, um, <laughs> the fact that I've I've spoken to women and they've said, you know, you seem pretty emotionally mature for for your age. Um, it just goes to show that there's just a lot of guys who don't think like that. You know, they don't think emotionally maturely. And, you know, there's some women that don't think emotionally maturely, maturely too. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot. You know what I mean? But, uh, so it's easier to be less emotionally mature, which kind of goes back to the cornerstone of what we were saying. If you could just have, like, let's just say with that certain situation, if I'd said, ah, fuck this guy, you know, off the bat, I wouldn't have been able to realize that, yeah, like it did. I could see how someone who didn't know me, this is the way I looked at it, would think that I was stealing their stuff, yeah. right? You know, like it's, a, it's like, oh, okay, that takes a little bit away from it. Okay, now what's the next part of that? Which is like, okay, now let me go through. This person knows me. I've never stolen anything from them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, so then they'd have, and they've known me for years. There's no reason why they should think that of me. Right. And that's when I was like, okay, that, and and it wasn't like after the emotional reaction after that wasn't visceral, you know, um, it just was kind of like a, like yeah, I was hurt, yeah, I got emotional. I was like, man, you know, you figure that person knows me, but it, it is what it wasn't like a, a an angry thing. It was more so a much more kind of self aware and laid back type of emotion 
Yeah. With that, do you want to? Is that think it's good for the episode this week, dude? We've been through a chunk. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that was good, bro. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it was. No, I mean, for an opening episode of the literally the greatest podcast of all time, dude. No, 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 bro. It's it's second best, bro. It does not top the Jacob Cooperman show, bro. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm gonna do for the JCS now because we had you on last episode. That already came out, so if you want to go check that out, go check that out. But I, yeah, I gotta see where I'm gonna take the JCS from here. I'm supposed to have, I think, a uh, uh, combat sports athlete and his coach on next. Hey, yeah. okay, I mean that's something. Yeah, I think I'm gonna switch that over to more like long form interviews. I think that might be the move. That that is what you were telling me: long form interviews, and then you know, if you. If you like, whenever you do those like little speeches where you're just kind of talking, you know, could you put that under the Jacob Cooperman show? You just like that under Jakey. I'm gonna put it under Jakey. Okay. <laughs> okay, word. You gotta say okay, Jakey. Word. You can't just be like Jakey. You know what I mean? Jakey. 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 Beyond. Um, <laughs> All right. Without further ado. Oh, actually, no, no, no. It's your show, so you gotta do the outros and the intros now. Alrighty, without further ado, thank you everybody who tuned in to watch this episode. Please come back and check out more. You know, I'm uh, Joshua Dakota. This is Jacob Cooperman, um, and we are the Jake and Josh uh, podcast show. Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys.